0: Welcome to Murimo Awaz, a podcast presented by Musico. I'm your host Mohua. On this podcast, we will talk to dreamers, unsung heroes who have broken the rules as they swam against the current and renewed their vows to themselves as individuals. The believers who have been crazy to start ventures that have made a difference to society and the lives they've touched with their magnanimity and knowledge. As for me... I was in the communications business in a leadership role and also been a homemaker. The slow death of my self-confidence that went unnoticed over the years. When self-worth was based on the validation I sought from others. Quoting the author Elif Shafak, do not go with the flow, be the flow. Welcome to the next episode in Mudima Owaz. In this episode, we have another amazing rebel queen telling us about her journey. Roshni is an activist, a photographer, a cancer survivor, and has done extensive work in body positivity campaigns. Funnily, the catalyst in her life was when she was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 14. And what emerged is a winner, an activist artist that started from the depths of the dreaded C word that came and almost shook her entire life. Welcome Roshni in this episode.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, Roshni. So Roshni, tell us about this whole journey, I have been following you on your social media posts and I've been seeing the kind of amazing work that you do, the kind of uh, body positivity work that you've been doing, which is really the need of the hour for so many women all across. Yeah, And um, I'd really like to know how and when did this awakening begin in you?
1: Um, so like you said, uh, my cancer I see as a blessing because it really did change my whole perspective Um, on how I saw life and you know how I was leading it before to how I want to lead it right after so that was the catalyst for me to kind of realize that I can live my life on my own terms and I don't have to please people around me neither do I have to please society as long as I'm happy with my decisions you know that should be um, I should be able to embrace all parts of me. So while I was trying to do that, my body positive journey started somewhere in 2015, where um, after years of struggling with body image issues myself, uh, being overweight, too bullied, to make, you know, being made to feel worthless, I finally decided that I was in a place to do this nude self-portrait of myself where I can highlight all my flaws because, you know, I was finally okay with all of them. I was comfortable in my body and I wanted to really um, get to the place of fully loving my body. So I did that shoot and somehow it kind of resonated with everyone and I got a lot of positive responses and a lot of people said they felt really good seeing a real body and, you know, just being um, not being photoshopped and covered up, etc., So it just motivated me to do more content on the same and that, you know, led to me now doing so much body positive content because I realized people really need it because then there's not much representation of inclusivity and body positivity even now. So I kind of feel like it's my responsibility in a way that I, since I know so much about it and I've also been through it, it's, I need to make people more aware and like teach them this whole concept.
0: So, Roshni, how old were you when you began uh, your first campaign, uh, you know, for body positivity? I was 22. How many years back did you start this, Roshni?
1: Um, So, like I said, my first shoot was done when I was 22. But I think I I started the, the journey to body positivity right after I like literally came out of the hospital, which was about 15, 16. But of course, it only heightened at this time when I was 22, 23. That's when I really started my journey properly and really made efforts
0: didn't you feel different from all the other girls because with the kind of filters that's there and yeah. you know, everybody's talking about the next best filter that comes out in Instagram the Photoshop that's just done on, at the tip of a finger now on your mobile phone yeah um, what was it that uh, you faced when you were going out there and doing these shoots at the age of 22 and you started as you said on Facebook am I right which yeah. um, you know uh, technically is really alarming for a young girl who looks as beautiful as you do <laughs> you know to go out there and you know know have um, pictures of your body Uh, how did uh, you know your family your friends uh, were you trolled uh, did you get um, ever uh, did you feel defeated with all of this
1: so I've actually always felt different you know that was a problem that when I was younger I was always different I didn't like doing um, I just like doing things my way. And it was not something that was I was encouraged to do. I was always put down. And at that time, I gave in and I let people put me down. But now I was like, you know, no, this is what I like doing. And this is who I am. And I'm going to embrace it. I've already been through like the worst. There's nothing worse that can happen now. And I need to live, you know, my life on my own terms. It also includes me uh, getting to know myself and love my body. So, I literally decided to do the shoot and then I just, you know, the pictures are beautiful and my friends helped me even like do the shoot. And then, of course, I was like, you know, if I really want to get to a place where I'm comfortable with my body, I need to uh, be open to it being up somewhere and, you know, people uh, judging or like seeing it and it shouldn't bother me what they think as much as, you know, what I think of it. So I did put it up on Facebook then because I don't think Instagram was as popular as it is now. And even I didn't really use it uh for my work or anything. I put it up on Facebook and I did like tell my mom that I'm doing this. And she was also a little concerned then like, this is going to be your pictures. And you know, what if people misuse it, this, that. And I was like, mom, come on. I mean, you know, they can misuse my pictures anyway, you know, even if it's just my face. So I really need to do this for me. Like the shoot was mainly for me to like, it was liberation for me. So I put it out there, and um, I didn't actually receive any negative uh, comments. I don't think I received anything that was negative, which is what really shocked me because I don't know if at that time people were even putting up content like this, but this is something I really had to do. It was shot very, like, in an artsy way and stuff, but it's still, I was still naked in it. So um, I was a bit afraid of what people would think then, but. Like I said, my whole agenda was to stop that and, you know, break that cycle of me not caring about what people think. So this kind of really helped me personally. It uh, helped me get on uh, with my work as well. And it did help a lot of people because I did get a lot of positive feedback. So I don't think I got any trolls or any negativity, actually, even my mom after you that are was
0: very, fine. very fortunate, <laughs> You're very fortunate, Rashni, because we do live in in there's so much of hypocrisy when it comes to, you know, nudity, when it comes yeah. to sexuality, when it comes to desire, when it comes to LGBT, when it comes to all these issues that, you know, we as in a culture like ours in India, where we like to believe that we are yeah. very much part of this mainstream uh, you know voice that's really going on but you know back home. Yeah. There are many girls who shy away to even talk about their, uh, you know, their sexual uh, Absolutely. you know, liking or, you know, what is it that they like uh, about their bodies. They, they are ashamed to even talk about their menstrual cycle. They are ashamed to talk about their boyfriends, their girlfriends and and any and everything. So tell me a little about when is it that you um, you know understood that, you know, you were part of uh, the LGBT, uh, you know, movement and, yeah. you know, like you said that you're you know, you would like to identify yourself uh, in the queer uh, space. Yeah. So when did that happen?
1: So, um, actually, I've, I came out only in May, like officially this May, um, as bisexual. But I've always uh, done work towards uh, LGBTQ community because I've been surrounded by a lot of queer people since about 2015-16. That's actually when all of this, my activism even started. And I found it essential, um, you know, when you do something like activism and you're standing up for, you say you're a feminist and you say you're a body-positive activist, you really need to do all of it and not just your agenda, and um, which includes everyone, right? Because feminism is equal rights, which means all minorities in, in our society, which is women and, you know, all the oppressed communities like the LGBTQ community are also included. So I started doing work with a lot of queer people that I knew and then approaching artists that I were from the queer spaces. It also, at the same time, I was struggling with my own um, identity because I always felt like I was part of the queer community. But, you know, living in our society, there's a lot of internalized homophobia and biphobia and a lot of things like that, which really prevent people from um, being confident. And, you know, you're constantly doubting yourself if this is even real. So I think me surrounding, uh, be being surrounded by these people really helped me uh, realize not only can I embrace my true self, that I really need to own up to this, that I've been confused for so long. So finally... How did your
0: parents react to this?
1: Um, So my parents have always been cool, but you know, they've also been, um, I've kind of had open communication with them since, uh, since I was 22, 23, because... Unlike other people that I saw, you know, they were constantly hiding from their parents and doing things like, you know, going out and drinking and having fun, which I think is part of everyone's life. And I don't need to hide that from, you know, my parents. I'm sure they did the same. So I just wanted to, you know, be open. And I told them that and I was like, uh, I just don't want to hide things. I don't want to lie to you. So that kind of helped them uh, grow with me in a sense. And, you know, they became okay with what I was doing. Like, even my mom, like I said, was a bit skeptical about me putting that up on Facebook. But when she saw why I did it and how it helped others, she was really okay with it. And today she's um, the first person to comment on every post that I put up. So it really helped them grow with me. So when I came out in May, um, their reaction was so normal that it actually scared me because I was like are y'all pretending to be chill or are y'all actually chill I'm not understanding (laughs) but they were they were completely fine with it they were like why would it matter to us like you know which gender the person is as long as you're happy and I was like oh okay this was way easier than I thought
0: yeah which makes it so sad you know you wish there was some more drama right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but roshni you know what i think you know we when we live in uh, larger cities you know it's way more easier i think for you know our parents you know our friends and you know our aunts and our uncles because there is an exposure you know to the whole um, um, there are people talking so much today about uh, you know, about positivity, about LGBT, about, you know, embracing your own identity. Yeah. But what is your, um, you know, what do you think of the far-flung people living in towns and little villages where for the rest of their lives, you know, I feel so sorry that they are never ever allowed, uh, you know, to even express um, their own uh, choice in in the matter of sexuality. And um, do you see that gap being bridged?
1: Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. But you know what the, the saddest part is, actually, it's not even um, even our society, our immediate society, where all of us living our privileged lives have a lot of people who are really, like, not okay with this, even now, like, even right now in 2020, I, I'm i sure a lot of people right in my building are not okay with the LGBTQ community, are not okay with their own family members embracing themselves, which includes maybe do embracing their true self. Like if you like uh, getting your hair colored or getting tattoos or I don't know, even just doing whatever, you know, wearing clothes that you like. It's, it's honestly the sad truth that people in our own immediate society um, are not, yet okay with that and as a whole society we don't really uh encourage people to embrace themselves and be their true selves whether it's sexuality or choice in anything you know from marriage to what clothes you want to wear what anything so i don't i don't think we can even like expect people of like other um like rural areas and stuff to even have that kind of uh choice when we ourselves are not giving it you know we're really so you it's so you're
0: saying that it is, uh, you know, it's all across, it's it's like a blanket, um, you know, no for anybody who wishes to choose their own sexuality, you know, in a, in a major scene, it would eventually just be just a few handful who would um, support your cause, right?
1: Yeah, I'm saying there's a lot of, there's still a lot of unlearning to do in our own immediate society. And I think... Uh, even though we'd like to think we're really cool, but when it comes to you or, uh, you know, someone immediate that you have to accept, like for uh, someone in your family comes out to be part of the queer family, are you really going to be okay or are you just okay with supporting the movement when it's far away from you? You know, then everything seems easy. Like it's okay supporting people when they wear clothes that are not your immediate family or when they're getting married uh, to people that or you know they prefer when it's not your immediate family but when it comes down to you or your friends actually doing it that's when it all turns up because i've seen people when it comes to um their own situations it's very hard to accept and there's unfortunately a lot of the queer community have a lot of trouble getting accepted by their own family and friends even today
0: But even in the queer community, you know, Roshni, the sad part is this, there's a lot, you know, whenever there are any conferences and stuff, you have a lot of gay men who are there. Lesbian women are very rarely represented, you know. Yeah. It's like a very small forum. And even there, there is so much of bias, which really saddens me because I was part of one, um, you know, forum where, uh, you know, it was an LGBT, we were celebrating the Pride Month in Bangalore. And, you know, I was uh, one of the moderators there and there were only gay men there were no lesbian uh, women representations so I am absolutely you know I'm in horror to even think that you know there would be so many issues that um, you know they would face and they would not have someone who would take this forward for them so you know uh, would you throw some light if this is true because you've moved to Bombay now how is it in a city as large as Bombay is it the same or is it different?
1: Um. So I don't know about the difference in representation, but I know that the queer community here is being really represented well. For example, Lalit now has drag shows and I have a lot of friends, even in uh, Bangalore, the drag shows even happen in Bangalore. They happen in uh, the major cities where Lalit is uh, present and Keshav Suri has a foundation Yeah, I think
0: hats off to him. I mean, you know, on the show itself, I really want to congratulate Keshav Suri for the work that he's doing. Because it's such an amazingly safe space for them to, you know, go out there and, you know, be who they are, which they're not allowed to do otherwise, you know.
1: Yeah, it's really amazing because I've been to those parties and they're absolutely, you can, that's the safest party i've ever been to because um i didn't have to worry about how i dress or how i look or am i going to you know is this too short is this too revealing it was one of the best nights because it was very very safe we had a lot of fun and we were there was a lot of i mean everyone was queer there almost you know uh, and there it's a proper drag show and that itself is great representation so it's quite funny because it's a huge paradox there are people like keshav and a lot of other people from the queer community doing so much but it's our society as a whole that really needs to start accepting these things because as, unless we do that um getting representation for the queer community will not like go further if other people from uh, not the community are not going to accept it you know it really uh, that's where it comes uh, complicated because of course a queer community is going to accept the queer community what about the rest of them
0: what about uh, you know roshni your art photography just tell me a little more about it uh you know how did you get into this and you know what does art photography mean to you
1: um so i do a lot of fashion and uh fine art photography i guess you can say um i started with fashion because right i discovered photography right after I came back uh, from the hospital and I was discovering myself in, in different ways. So that's when I kind of um, got into photography full time. But it was something I really liked doing from a young age, actually, not just um, then. And I discovered that I like doing a lot of shoots with people and styling and fashion So I started doing that and like self-teaching myself and just learning whatever I could because I was still in school and I had to finish all of that. But um, yeah, I started freelancing also at a very young age, uh, around 18, 19. But I kind of wanted to learn something properly because I had just taught myself through the internet um, this whole time. So I went to do a course and that's when in 2015 was when that course got over and I did my first body positive shoot and a bunch of different other shoots where I really discovered my style. So um, just like my personality, my photography style is very different. And I like embracing it because that's just who I am. I don't want to stick to the norm of how photography is meant to be done because art is, you know, different for everyone. And there's no right and wrong. It in is art. very
0: subjective. Yes. There yes. is nothing that's right and wrong in art. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, so you're...
1: it's it's very sad that there is, uh, there's usually a, you know, a, saying that this is the right way to shoot and this is the wrong way and I really didn't like that so I just chose to embrace myself and that's the kind of style I'm known for now because I just you know um, go and do whatever feels right to me I use a lot of colors I use mixed media I don't like just shooting I don't uh, photoshop or uh, do body edits or skin edits because of course I'm a body positive activist I can't be a hypocrite and do that to my shoots so Um, I don't edit my shoots in the sense the models don't get edited in any way. I just add colors and I do a lot of sketching and just use a lot of mixed media to create. um, So there is hypocrisy
0: even in the digital era, right?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, um, if you're standing up for a cause, you really need to stand up for it fully. You can't just do it in one direction. Yeah, of course. There's hypocrisy everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, a
0: man putting up a photograph of, uh, you know, of his torso and, you know, with the denims like hanging right out there, like, you know, it's absolutely all right. And a woman, if she puts up a picture of herself in, in, you know, in a bikini, I mean, she really runs into this whole... um, you know, fear of being trolled, of a picture being, you know, misused uh, at, at so many levels. So I think women really fear. So it requires so much of courage to really go out there and do the kind of work that you're doing, Roshni. And I must, you know, I mean, I congratulate you. And of Thank course, you. Uh, tell me a little about life for you after... Yeah, after cancer, you know, and when you talk about being bullied, you know, obviously you're talking about being bullied in school. So they were yeah. also your peers. Yeah. So were you bullied from men or you know from the boys in your class, or were it were, were they girls? Um, I mean, no, what it was ratio because you know invariably I feel that girls are always also they peg themselves on the acceptance of their of their other girlfriends and not always the men. Is that true?
1: um i think there was when it came to bullying i think it was everyone i don't uh i don't necessarily think it was boys only or anything because in i think when you're younger you're just um it's just what your biases are like you know what you've been taught like this whole time and usually um it is that different different is not okay you know you need to be a certain way and if you're not then that's wrong and that's where you know kids in general pick on it. And then they, they start saying things. Um, so for me, it was just everyone. It wasn't, uh, there wasn't a ratio as such. It was, it was just everyone. There's a lot of people with me who got, uh, you know, teased and, you know, bullied. So it was everyone just doing it. I think it happens to everyone even now. And that's why I also find it important to talk about such things, because um, it really needs to stop at some point. You can't just keep having the same cycles going over and over again and normalize it because now bullying is normal in the sense you're like oh yeah of course you were believed when you are in school or now bullying has become normal on social media so it's getting more and more normalized rather than get like actually dealing with it. Um, So Roshi,
0: tell us about your closest relationship. And, uh, you know, of course, your parents, I know that they have accepted you. But when you realized that, you know, you're different from, uh, you know, another... Girl in class or another boy in class, you know when you were in school, yeah, um who did you come out and speak to in the beginning, and how was the response, and do these still remain your friends who've supported you in this journey, or you know have you evolved to become a person that you can't relate to any longer to all the old people
1: um so from my school, actually, my school best friend is still my best friend we both um. We both actually got bullied together, so we kind of relate. Um, oh, and were, were yeah, bullied ones together. <laughs> yeah, there were there were a lot of lot of other people, but yeah, we did we did relate, and you know, we kind of got each other that way. We also were even though we're very different, we our principles and ideas are really on the same line. So that's why we got along fully. Like, um, she's opposite of me in the sense she's not so out like eccentric and colorful, etc. But we we basically have the same principles and ideals and our opinions are more or less the same so yeah we've just grown um with each other i think and there's nothing we would not accept about each other um so there's i don't have to fear about like her thinking um like what will she think about this and stuff so it's really been easy for me uh, mainly because we have also gone through that whole thing together where we were not accepted for who we are. So I don't think we'll ever not accept each other. So yeah, so the whole catch
0: is about being different and how much you require so much of gumption, so much of belief in your own self to be different, uh, you know, yeah. and you know, from the rest of them. So, uh, so Roshi, tell me, where can I find your art photography? And um, if uh, some of my listeners want to get in touch with you, if you could tell me, where is it uh, your social media handle? If you could just tell all of that, that would really help the listeners reach out to you if they want to.
1: Yes, um, so I'm mostly active all- on instagram my instagram handle is rosh 93 i'm my email and stuff is also mentioned there i'm not too active on any other social media platforms as it's too exhausting so one is more than enough for now Um, so most of it is there and i i might be starting youtube and stuff soon so then we can (laughs) i'll tell you about that
0: Okay, so thank you so much, Roshni. And we can find Roshni on Instagram, rosh93, for all the wonderful work that she does. And congratulations, Roshni. I look forward to more and more wonderful work coming out from you and more activism, where eventually there will be one unifying voice for all of us in whichever field we choose to be in or whatever we choose to wear as our sexuality on ourselves yes thank you so much thank you so much for having me thank you